Maller here. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full lineup of hand-cooked tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you. One of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, and to find your local station for the Ben Mather Show at foxsportsradio.com, you can find it there, or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Mather Show on Fox Sports Radio. Now, typically, if you're a regular listener to the show, uh, there is a method to the madness, and uh, I'm not that hard to, to figure out. The show's not that deep. Typically, when the NBA playoffs are going on, whatever the late NBA game is, we always start with some kind of reaction to the late NBA game. That's how we've done things. I've been here a long time. We've always kind of followed the same mantra here, and if you listen, you can figure that out. But this night is different. We had two... El Stinko Bamos in the NBA, right? No, the, the, the hockey game actually ended up. I watched the hockey game. I was, uh, both basketball games sucked. Don't tell Eddie. Don't tell Eddie about that. But but anyway, so both games lose. So I have the option of choosing which one I would rather talk about. And I look at all these teams and I'm thinking, well, who would be most interesting to talk about? 
in this context. Now, we, we generally don't talk about winners. We talk about losers. So I have options of the Portland Trailblazers or the Philadelphia 76ers. And I have chosen, as a guy I used to work with would say, from the bottom of the deck, I have chosen the Philadelphia 76ers as the more compelling topic because Toronto feasting on home cooking and the Philadelphia 76ers, uh, I think the phrase is Canadian bacon, uh, they were just cooked uh, I don't know if you watched this or not. I did. Uh, I didn't watch the whole thing because the game sucked. The game was over. Philadelphia didn't compete, so why should I? And the Toronto Raptors, not led by Kawhi Leonard. Pascal Siakam with 25 points. Kawhi Leonard, he had a rather quiet 21 points. He didn't go for 40 or 35, 21 points. And the Raptors dominating this game. How dominant was it? 125 to 89. So... The Canadian lads have a 3-2 lead in the Eastern Conference semifinals. It is the biggest postseason margin of victory in franchise history. Holy Damon Stoudemire. Wow. Man, get out that dinosaur uniform again. But, the, again, the better story is in the losing locker room. So Philadelphia played this game. Watching this game, it looked like they thought it was a time warp and there was some kind of wormhole, and the Sixers had gone to like a Tuesday night in mid-November against the Charlotte Hornets. Instead of being the Philadelphia 76ers, after that performance, they changed their name, actually. They're now the Philadelphia 36ers because that's the margin of defeat. They lost by 36 points. Highlighted by Joel Embiid scanning the stat sheet while sitting on Who? the bench, Joel Embiid, his team down 40, and he's looking at the box score. All right, so let's discuss the question. What do you make of that? Forget the game, because the game, there's not much to talk about. What do you make of Joel Embiid's obsession with the stat sheet while in uniform on the bench? All right, now, my observation is you've got symbolic, the butterfly effect, and Uncle Mo. And we will combine all of these things together. We'll put them, we'll line them up like the alphabet, the ABCs, and the, the, the numbers, the one, two, threes, and we'll see what happens. Now, number one, Philadelphia has always been a team, whatever sport, they, they, there's a certain way. Like Towns have identities. I believe in this. Like in L.A., you can't just win. You've got to have some pizzazz. People generally, they don't appreciate teams that don't have possession. If you have a team filled with players that just work hard, they don't like that. You need to have some star power. Philadelphia, though, is a town whose sports teams, my entire life, as I can recall growing up, watching the different teams that have come through Philadelphia in the sports, always got to have that muscle, got to have that grit, got to punch a guy in the face, the broad street bullies, right, that kind of thing. And the Sixers had one of the most, let's be honest here, gutless performances I can recall in recent NBA postseason history. And we've seen a lot. Teams check out all the time. This was soft. This was lacking effort. This was no backbone. Trying to take the baton, Philadelphia is, as the softest team in the East away from the Raptors, who've owned that for many years. uh, And it just... Philadelphia, if you look at what back to game three, like wasn't game three where the, the Raptors just stopped playing in that game and Philly was flying around, Joel Embiid like a jet, you know, flying around and around and doing that whole thing. Uh, and, and so that we ripped Toronto. I, I, pretty much everything we said about Toronto, all the adjectives, we can move over to Philadelphia. 
Now, being fair, the Sixers, while it was a gutless effort, they did compete for 12 minutes, 12 good minutes of basketball. Uh, and, and that would not be a problem if the game was only 12 minutes long, but it was 48 minutes. It was a one-point game. You know this. You saw the game. It was a one-point game, 27-26, and the Raptors were up by one at the start of the second period. Toronto then outscores Philadelphia the rest of the game, 98-63 to over the final 36 minutes for the 36-point margin. And so Joel Embiid's there. He's looking at the box score, down 40. That is symbolic. It shows you not just him but the entire team. They were just not there. Poop fest. If you put one of those cartoon bubbles over Joel Embiid's head, you wonder what would be in that cartoon bubble. Now, Philadelphia's coach, Brett Brown, he was defensive. He was in a defensive posture, and he was upset because there was a lot of criticism of Joel Embiid, and he was very upset. But listen to Brett Brown push back against gas bags like me that take cheap shots at Joel Embiid. I think it's grossly unfair. What? Some of the criticism that he gets, I, I don't understand what? that. And so it's not ideal. It's uh, you wished he were at shoot around. You wished he were in film sessions, but he's had a temperature for the last few days that's that's kept him in bed. <laughs> really? I mean, I, I, listen. I get it. I know you're paid to be an advocate for your players here, but you know, know your customer, know your fan base here. Brett Brown just said about another grown man, it's grossly unfair. And two days with a temperature and all that. Yeah. Uh, how about the opposite? Let's do a 180 on that, Coach Brown. How about it's completely fair? It goes with the territory. And, well, I have a weird situation with Embiid because I, I, I like him. He's good for the show. He says crazy stuff. He does weird stuff. Uh, I don't want Philadelphia to succeed because that would reward trust the process. But it does, if you are braggadocious, if you are someone who is braggadocious, you dish it out, you got to be able to take it. you got to be able to take it. And Joel Embiid, he always says, I'm the most dominant player in the NBA. He says that many, many times. And he was just knocked out by a head cold. How can you be the most dominant force in the NBA when you've got the sniffles and you are a complete zero? It makes no sense. You know, yet again, doubtful, battling, uh, an infection. Uh, he is the hypochondriac of the NBA. How did that stat sheet look for Joel Embiid? Let's go to the stat sheet. He had 13.6 rebounds and, wait for it, eight turnovers. Eight. Now, if you go to a bakery and get eight turnovers, you're happy and you're fat. But if you're an NBA player and you have eight turnovers, you've done something terribly wrong. <laughs> and so in five playoff games against the Raptors, Joel Embiid has scored over 17 points one time and shot 48% in this playoff series. So that is El Stinko in every hustle category. Uh, years ago, I, one of my favorite people I ever was around in the NBA, this guy, Bill Fitch. You probably don't know who that is. Um, he's going to the Hall of Fame. He was great. I, just, I was around him at the end of his career, and, and he knew the team. He was coaching the Clippers. He knew they were terrible, and they were horrific in those days. So he had an idea. Let's put a hustle board up because we're not going to win the actual game, but we're going to win the hustle stats. And they put this hustle board up at the L.A. Sports Arena. It was really funny. 
And so even to this day, I still I look at the hustle stats, and every one of the hustle stats, the Sixers were decimated. As you could imagine, you lose by 36 points, uh, second-chance points, deflections, all the way down the list. Toronto scored 31 points off Philadelphia turnovers. This is a give-away-the-store situation for the Philadelphia 76ers in here. Uh, that, that's how it went. Here's uh, Joel. Here's uh, actually Brett Brown. Let's go to Brett Brown. One more from Brett Brown. Pointing out the lack of weaponry, he says. We got hit in the mouth. Toronto came in and they hit us in the mouth. And we, 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 we tried to fight back and we just ah! didn't have the firepower on, to, on the night. We to, got a no-hitter in baseball. the way that I wish that we did. We got a no-hitter in baseball. Some guy named Mike Fires threw a no-hitter. For the Oakland Athletics, second career no-hitter. He no-hit the Dodgers, but that was a bogus no-hitter. That was a bogus one a couple years ago. These are the Astros, but Mike Fires, who threw 700 pitches, got a no-hitter for the Oakland Athletics against the Cincinnati Reds tonight. We now get back to regularly scheduled programming. Sorry, I got a little excited there. I looked up, and he had just gotten the final out of the no-hitter. Anyway, back to this. Uh, so you heard Brett Brown drone on there. Now, the second thing, Philadelphia has a huge headache on their hands. And I'm not talking about Embiid being a hypochondriac. I'm talking about, I hate doing this because it's Ben on Ben crime, Ben Simmons. All right? Ben Simmons is a riddle wrapped in an enigma. That phrase applies. The kid that can't shoot straight. In the 1980s, in the early 90s, in different generations, Ben Simmons' skills would truly be fine. Now, in the modern era, he is a liability. There is nowhere to hide Ben Simmons. Philadelphia is a pretty easy team to defend in most game situations with Ben Simmons on the court. Why is that? Because it's like a hockey team with a player in the penalty box. The Sixers are shorthanded on offense. There's a phrase which applies here with Ben Simmons. It is the butterfly effect. It seems like a minor issue. He can't shoot. Big deal, right? But it has larger effects on the entire Sixers team. Opposing teams know that when Ben Simmons has the ball or when he doesn't have the ball, if he's outside the paint area, you don't have to defend him because you're not going to shoot. You can sag off Ben Simmons defensively and double-team another player. So it's really a five-on-four situation for defense and on offense. There's no way to cover this guy up. It is a pernicious situation for Philadelphia. The list of NBA players who have gone from unable to shoot from the outside to efficient outside shooters in professional basketball is minuscule. You're talking about a handful. And the mainstream media always likes to point out, well, what about Jason Kidd? All right, mainstream media is convinced that Ben Simmons will learn how to shoot, just like they're convinced Lonzo Ball is going to learn how to shoot. Listen, the way I look at it, for every Jason Kidd who wasn't a great shooter, but he became an efficient shooter by the end of his career with the Mavericks. You have Darius Miles, who if only he could have shot, would still be in the NBA, would be in the bleeping Hall of Fame, could never learn how to shoot. It's, it's also like what Mike Leach, the coach at Washington State, says about quarterbacks. You can't develop people into being accurate as a quarterback after the age of, like, 18, right? That's the that's the way it is. I mean, and Leach he's ranted about how if you're not the the most accurate guy at you know fourth sixth grade and you can't take a snowball and hit a stop sign, you're not going to be a great quarterback. But the NBA is not a developmental league. Now the only hope for the Sixers here is that like the Kardashian clan, 
can teach him how to shoot because he hangs out with them in the offseason, right? He's still with the, the Jenners and the Kardashians and all that. So, so maybe in the offseason he can learn how to shoot from one of them, right? Kim's got a mean backside. She could post them up. She can post anybody up, right? She played different. Right? <laughs> all right, the final point here. Now, Brett Brown was attempting to be the cockeyed optimist after the game as well. He said, there is no dent in our spirit. There is no self-pity. He said, the team will be fine. He's going to be okay. Uh, now, I'm in a show-me state of mind. If the Sixers, obviously they don't play better, they're going to lose. Forget about it. But if they don't play better, Brett Brown is going to get a nice package. A, a pink slip is what he's going to get. He's going to be fired. The fall guy in Philadelphia. Now, on a positive note, I'll be very positive here. I'm not negative. I'm positive talk shows. For Philadelphia, with Brett Brown and the, and the Sixers and all this, this series is a reminder that Uncle Mo does not exist. Let's look at how this has played out. Toronto won game one. Philadelphia came back. Jimmy Butler had a game where he dominated and Joel B was out and this, the Raptors won the game in game two. And then Toronto in game three, you figure, all right, they're going to come back, play a little better. They just disappeared, lost the next two, and now the Raptors have come back and they've won two in a row. And this is a tough one because the way Philadelphia is going right now, you think, well, Joel Embiid's Mr. Softy. He's a pussy willow. Uh, so Philadelphia's not going to win. But then Toronto's got a whole roster of pussy willows. So I don't know what to do with this. Like, I can make a relevant, compelling <laughs> argument that both teams don't deserve to win. Right? And you, know, you say, well, the difference is Pascal Siakam. Okay. But he can disappear too. You know? Uh, anyway, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We say hello to Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas, Solid Gold, Garcia. Am I a bad talk show for not alerting people prior to the actual no-hitter? I know Jason was talking about that earlier on his show, but I, I felt like I'll just wait. And then all of a sudden... Bam! I looked up. The no-hitter happened. Well, you never know if it's going to happen or not. And I don't know if you're superstitious. Maybe you don't no, want to jinx it. Maybe you don't, I don't care. care. about that. I, 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 I yeah. don't bother. Hey, wait, it ha- you wait till it happens before you before you, you talk about it. So we did have yeah. a our first no-hitter of the Major League Baseball season. Oh, Mike, hey, Eddie. Yes, this week in baseball. Around the majors, Mike Fires is on fire in Oakland. That's right. Mike <laughs> Fires for the Oakland Athletics. Nine innings, no runs, no hits, six strikeouts, two walks. He gets the first no-hitter of the season. Well, you buried the lead, Eddie. Don't bury the lead, my man. Don't bury the lead. Eighth no-hitter in Oakland A's history. And how many pitches did he throw? Uh, 130, I believe. 134 yeah. pitches. 134. Uh, good for His him. arm is going to be amputated it's, tomorrow it's morning. It's the A's. Good for them. I agree. Them out there. That's a great job by these. People say I'm very critical of the Oakland Athletics, but that's a good job by them. The A's aren't very good this year. Mike Fires is a, you know, an average major league pitcher. He had a, a bogus no-hitter before against the Dodgers. No, that, that, was, con- that was legitimate. That was not a legitimate With no-hitter. With the Houston Astros It was a bogus call in that 2015. game. You don't remember the game, Eddie. I remember the game. It, there was a it bl- doesn't the matter The Dodgers anymore. got a hit. There was a blown call no, in the game. That doesn't matter. They did. It was a bad call by uh, in that there game. There was a 90-minute delay to the start of this A's-Reds game because the lights were not working, shockingly enough, at oh. that venerable ballpark there in Oakland. Well, as long as the toilets are working. But uh, eventually the lights came on, and uh, Mike Fires yeah. then turned out the Lights on oh, the Cincinnati Reds. Look at that. This, ah, clever. Yeah, good two name. nothing. The A's beat the Reds. It's a good name for headlines on websites and newspapers and for radio people to throw the name around. It's very good. I, I like. 
Go ahead. Cool. I was saying I like this uh, this tweet from Frank. If a no hitter happens in front of forty people, did it really happen? <laughs> hold on, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> well, watching. I hate to say this because I like baseball, but watching most games, there's about forty people in the ballpark. Other than For Dodger real? Stadium, and these stadiums are empty. No one is going. I guess baseball doesn't care. I guess they're just like okay, because then I got to lower the prices. You want? I would think if I'm running a business. Wouldn't I want people in there buying hot dogs and all that stuff? Like I'd give, I pretty much give the tickets away to get people to go into the ballpark, but they're not, they're not doing that. It's, this reminds me of back in my old days when I was working in TV, and we were such jerks. We would root against no hitters because if someone threw a no hitter, we'd have to like stay and work extra. We'd oh, have to, yeah, re- we'd yeah. have to redo, oh, yeah. we'd have to redo the entire show. So we'd be all yelling across the studio. So and so's got a no hitter. Trying yeah. to jinx, and we'd call people on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> what jerks we were! Man. That's exactly how it was for the when I was in the editing staff here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, same thing. And when I was when I was at the ballpark, Eddie, with the Dodgers years ago, there was a guy named Norm Peters. Yeah, already had I, the story written, right? Yeah, yeah. Every, everyone, all the writers write. You know, now you don't have to do it as much because of the internet, most of the stuff's on the internet, but the writers would have their game story done. They'd have to click send. They'd have to run down to the clubhouse, get quotes, run back up, put the quotes in the story. It was a big pain in the ass. But my friend Norm, he always had to work extra just like everyone else if there's a no-hitter or a perfect game. So he'd start after the first pitch they'd announce in the press box, you know, first pitch 7-11, game time temperature 84 degrees or whatever it is. And Norm would stand up, no-hitter, 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 perfect game, perfect game, perfect game. He would shout it. <laughs> what every, jerks! Every game he would he would yell it uh, out right right after first pitch. He I wouldn't know. even wait for the second pitch. Right after the first pitch, he would shout it out because he didn't want to deal with it. I know. I was one of those jerks too at one time. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, they're like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton, you don't watch Creighton. They play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shane and the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of and those. Then never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys and they lose out to like, you know, Lil Dirk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Dirk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. 
Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80 join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer songwriter and composer John Batiste the all new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Move out of the way, Bill Hanslick and Fat Lever and Alex English and Dan Issel, Nikola Jokic with the greatest playoff game they're saying in Nuggets. History, he had a wonderful performance. 25 points, 19 rebounds, 6 assists. He did foul out uh, in 34 minutes of action, but he ended up playing uh, when the game was over really at halftime. But the, the Denver Nuggets win this game 124-98. to If you're bad at math, that's a 26-point win. And more importantly, the Nuggets now on the brink of eliminating the Portland Trailblazers. They have a 3-2 lead in the series as the Nuggets had help all over the place. Guys all over. But Nikola Jokic, he had 19 rebounds, as I mentioned there. That tied the single-game record for the Nuggets. And he's the first player to have that stat line, 25 points, 19 rebounds, and 6 assists, since LeBron James, like 10 years ago, back when LeBron was good, when he was playing in Cleveland. Back in 2010, I believe he was with Cleveland before he went to Miami. Anyway, so so Jokic was great. And so the question becomes this. We know the better stories in the losing locker room. Is this series now over? We know mathematically it is not over, but is it over? Because the Nuggets only have to win one out of two. The Blazers have to go 2-0 and the rest of the series after coming out and shooting 36%. In this game, a key game five where the, the numbers indicate you know 80% of the time or whatever the teams that win game five in a tie series end up winning. So the question, what are the odds that the Blazers can come back? Now, I know the math says it's like 80% chance the Nuggets are going to win. I believe the, the odds in this series are different. So I don't think it's 80%. I believe that there is a 40% chance the Blazers will come back, only a 60% chance the Nuggets are going to win, which is still better than 50%. But 
I'm putting it at plus 150, which implies a 40% chance. So my thoughts on this, you've got the wild card. You've also got the lion's den and the scaredy cat. And we will put all of this together into a nice little casserole. A guy asked me on Twitter, how can you cook a casserole in 15 minutes? I said, hey, it's the magic radio box. We can cook it up in 15 minutes. That's how we do it. So we start with Nikola Jokic. We just talked about him. The word is imposing. And he had another playoff game with a gargantuan stat line. It was like an oil painting. But to me, watching the game, so you didn't have to watch the game, the thing that stood out here was the wild card. The unexpected. Like, you expect Nikola Jokic to have a monster statistical game. You can beat the Denver Nuggets if only Nikola Jokic is getting a bunch of rebounds and scoring a bunch of points. That's not what happened here. The thing that paralyzed Portland was guys like Paul Millsap, Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, these other players who played marvelous basketball. They were fabulous in this game. Uh, Jamal Murray... Uh, He played like 33 minutes or something like that. He had 18 points. He had nine assists in the game. Paul Millsap, it's like he's in the hot tub time machine going back a few years ago when he used to be a a regular all-star level player back in Atlanta. He had 24 points and eight rebounds. Paul Millsap. This team, if they're going to play like that, listen, the Nuggets are going to win, and the Nuggets, dare I say, have a shot to go to the NBA Finals. But that said, again, I'm not buying it. This series is the bigs versus the smalls. That's the series. Damian Lillard has been slightly off. Uh, you don't need me to tell you that, but but just look at the foul shooting. Like Lillard this season did not have one game where he was a, so off at the foul line where he missed three foul shots in a single game. He has now missed three foul shots in the last two games for the Blazers. It's the little things like that. The little things like that, and and just look at the game in the first half, where the, the game pretty much got away. If you if you looked at the the actual game itself, the way the game was played in the, in the second quarter, the thing started to slip slide away for Portland, but there were a bunch of guys that just didn't show up to work for the Trailblazers in the first half of the game, and it doesn't matter if you show up in the second half when you're getting boat raced, and Damian Lillard at halftime he was seven of twelve. From the floor, he was shooting 58%. The rest of the Trailblazer team was shooting 31% as a team. Anyone else that took a shot other than Damian Lillard in the first half, and Lillard in the second half, uh, he didn't shoot well at all. I think it was like 2 out of 9 or something like that, 2 out of 10 in the second half. But he's been a little bit off. Been a little bit off these last couple of games, and really most of the series here, and even the game that – the Blazers won in Denver. Lillard had a terrible performance overall by his standards. Now, the second thing here, uh, the reason I am bullish on the Blazers, the reason I am optimistic is that prior to the game on Tuesday, prior to the game on Tuesday, this was a dead-even series. Statistically, record-wise, and I am not going to be a prisoner of the moment where the Blazers overmatched by the Nuggets in this game, yes. They were, and there were. It was like a tsunami. There were waves of water uh, coming at the the Blazers, and they didn't hand, they didn't handle it well. I mean, everyone was making shots. The Blazers were playing no defense. It was a cringeworthy performance. They certainly were overmatched on this night, but the magic elixir. I know what it is. I have the placebo. 
the placebo, a nice home-cooked meal in the state of Oregon with boom shakalaka behind the mic there. And Portland, uh, we know that that play. I know it's a different arena than they used to play, and they've, they've moved around a little bit. It's been there a while now. Uh, that is going to be a lion's den. And the Nuggets, if, it, if this goes the way it typically goes in the NBA, where you're like, hey, we're in pretty good shape. We only have to win one. We've got the home game in our back pocket. And you're like, wait a minute, now you're flying into a beehive into Portland. Uh, Good luck. Now, the last thing here, the obvious statement, which we all know here, if if you are the Portland Trailblazers going into a game six, which is going to be on Thursday, a must-win situation, you throw everything. You throw those uh, those donuts, those famous donuts, at the at the Nuggets. You throw the the hippies that live in Portland, uh, the tree huggers. You throw everything at the Denver Nuggets. All right, you throw everything at the Denver Nuggets. You got to live in the moment here. It's this whole cat and mouse game. But I'm telling you, the pendulum swings back in favor of Portland going to a game seven. It does. Uh, and you say, well, it doesn't matter because the Nuggets are at home and home teams normally win. And I get that. But I'm telling you, from watching the the way this has gone down over the years, if I was given your money to wager, not my money, your your money, and if I'm looking at this objectively and I say, okay, who would I rather have? Who's more likely to go bananas in a Game 7, Damian Lillard or Nikola Jokic? I'm putting my money on Lillard. I know he's been off a little bit. The other thing, you got those choking dogs that pop up, the tight Tuchus syndrome. And players that normally perform well in a Game 7 situation, it gets down to that. You got a bunch of scaredy cats that are sucking their thumb in the fetal position. They're like, oh, my God, we're screwed. Oh, my God. I'm telling you. I, hope, I, don't, I want a bunch of Game 7s. I, we need a bunch of games. It's good for, for business. As long as they're close. If we, I don't, who cares if it's a blowout? I don't need a Game 7 if it's a blowout. I don't know about you, but I don't. All right, let's hear from the... Some of the key participants here. Terry Stotts, who did not score for the Blazers because he was coaching. Uh, Terry Stotts here talking about the issue of the game was over going to the fourth quarter. In fact, how bad was it going to the fourth quarter? Let's see here. Well, at the end of the third, it was 93-65 to 65 in favor of the Denver Nuggets. So they were, they were just boat racing the uh, Portland Trailblazers, but the starters were still hanging around for Portland. What's that all about? Definitely uh, a different kind of basketball game. You did not bring your starters back into the game in the fourth quarter. Can you explain your strategy on that? Uh, they needed a rest, and we were down 30. So if uh, the second unit got it to manageable game, then probably would have brought them back. I was referring – actually, Nikola Jokic was the one. He was in there. He fouled out, but but uh, Jokic well, – he didn't foul out. He t- they took him out. But Jokic played after the game was like a 32-point lead. The Nuggets actually were the ones that left Jokic in the game. All right, so Damian Lillard, I, I I gave the Maller seal of approval a couple days ago to Damian Lillard, and ever since that's happened, he can't make a basket consistently for the Trailblazers. I have bestowed upon him the curse of the Benbino. Damian Lillard, I gave you my, my, my love on the radio, the magic radio box. What the heck is going on here? Here's Lillard trying to rationalize what happened. I think the good thing for us is that it was whether you lose by one or you lose by 25. Oh, I know that game. cliche. And, I uh, know that. Yeah. You know, we're going back home to to try to force a game seven and just make it back here. Yeah. I was the inventor of that one game. Cliche. Yeah. 
No, I was. You don't think I was? Yeah. No, not him. Come on. Uh, every dumb, dumb sports cliche uh, I was behind. Every one of them. That's true. Yes. I mean, go down. Look, I, name any of them. I got it. I got you covered. All right, let's hear one more from Damian Lillard and the issue of rising to the occasion. I've had big games against tough tough defense and um, in games where I was getting a lot of attention. So with our, our season on the line and um, knowing that we got to have two games in a row, you know, you never know. Oh. Just going to take it one game at a time. It's our bread and butter right there. Bread and butter. One game at a time. Pull out all the stops. That's what we're going to do. Even the stop sign. We're going to pull the stop sign out. Yeah, that's true. I right, we say hello to Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. <laughs> Judas Solid Gold Garcia. A lot of positive reaction, Eddie, to the conversation between Angry yes. Bill and Weed Man Hippie. I, I've seen that on Twitter as well, yes. People want, now if you didn't hear that, go back and hear the podcast. People are demanding an encore. The problem, that was organic. Yeah. Eddie. And if we force it, it's not as good. Well, I mean, we could try it again, and if it doesn't work, then that'll be that. But, um, yeah, you know, yeah. it probably won't be. There's anticipation now, you know? Yeah, because if we do it again and we tell Angry Bill, hey, we're going to put you on with Weed Man again, then Angry Bill's going to write some jokes down and it won't be as good. That was just completely ad-libbed. Well, completely- smoke your wife's leg. <laughs> <laughs> and Weed Man's I response, know. We, what? We, we, yeah. <laughs> <Smoke>? what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was good. See, this is my argument with Weedman. <laughs> uh, it's my the problem. People like rip, rip Weedman all the time. The problem is I use him wrong. I got to use Weedman a certain way. He's a very valuable part of our show, but I have to use him the right way. Nobody wants to hear Weedman come in here and talk about God and all that stuff on the radio. No one wants to hear that, right? And the fact that you all, you people, all have jobs and I don't. Have to worry. Who wants to hear that? But in those kind of moments, it's good. It's a good thing in those those kind of moments. It's, a, it's not bad. It's- He's like a, an ingredient that you use when you're cooking something, but you can't use too much of yeah. it. It's certain places where it fits in. Yeah. Even like salt, you know, salt very important. Boy, that changed the world when salt came around. People, that was that, the currency. People traded salt. That was how valuable salt was. It could keep food longer, made food taste better. It was a big deal. Salt and raise your blood pressure too. Salt. <laughs> oh, oh well, there's no, but that. The, but the point is, like, if you put too much salt on, yeah, yeah, you put too much salt on, you got yeah. blood pressure <laughs> issues, and you got you know all kinds of problems. Everything in moderation, ex- oh, yeah. except this show. Everything <laughs> in moderation, except this show. That's uh, that's how that works. All right, Spam Allen Show. We'll take your phone calls, 877-99 on Fox. We'll slide in a phone call right now, and we'll go to the clone who's in Fresno. And that's Eddie's stomping grounds. There's a sign when you enter Fresno, hometown of Eddie Garcia. It says it right there. Hello, clone. <coughs> Yes, um, uh, what the hell was that? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, uh, Eddie. I love you, man. You thank speak you. so eloquently. I know. Thank you. Whoa, 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 no, 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 no. Why'd you cough as soon as I introduced you? I, I just had the, a certain little thing in my throat. I don't know. Anyway, I'm, yeah, but, we don't, we don't I'm not here to judge you. No, Eddie is the most eloquent 
eloquent speaker. <laughs> I have no idea, man. Like he he speaks so fast, and it just and yeah. it, it like boggles my mind. Well, you're quite the wordsmith yourself over there. You, you are. No, it's not even. It's not even close. No, like, no. I'm very you, impressed. Oh my gosh! You speak like the king's English. You do. Oh, man. What? <laughs> I, all I hear is uh, Maller, like, he's got this canned laughter or whatever. Oh, it's not canned. This is <laughs> organic, and that's me. That's We actually have a live studio audience. Have we ever told you that, Clone? Yeah. We actually, we have, I don't know if we're allowed to say this on the air, but there's a website you can get free tickets. Well, we actually, it, they're free tickets, but they, on the secondary market, you have to actually yeah. pay for them because they sell out. I think we're booked up till 2021, right, with our audience? I believe so. Yeah. We have more people that see our show live than Steve Harvey. That's, yeah. that's great because so Silicon Valley's not coming out till 2020. I heard. So okay. in the next season. That's a non sequitur. Okay, yeah, it's good. A non sequitur. What do you think a non sequitur is? This ought to be good. What do you think a non sequitur is? That means like nobody knows what the hell we're talking about. Uh, kind of. I mean, kind of. It. Uh, I would say more. It doesn't fit with what we're talking about, right? I think that would be what a non sequitur is, right? It, yeah, it's but not I logic. Really you can't about logically that follow that. the conversation when you throw that out there. Yes. Yes, sir. Uh, oh, called me, sir. Thank you. No one calls me, sir. I'm a talk show host. I talk about athletes. Now, Ben, can I indulge myself for a second? Yes, here? Eddie. Go ahead. Now, Eddie. clone. I have not been in Fresno in, in quite a while. What's What's the big yeah. news uh, in the know there? Um. They've got a lot of nice places. There's some places you don't want to go. <laughs> could you be any more generic? Can you be any? I think you could say that about any city in the America, yeah, exactly. in the United States, anywhere, exactly. anywhere in the world. Uh, there are good parts and bad parts, parts to avoid, parts to go to. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So you really have added nothing. Eddie already knew that. <laughs> I knew that there are good parts of Fresno and back, like Bakersfield. I go to Bakersfield sometimes. There's a you know no, if you go if Bakersfield, you, but Eddie, Eddie, what? you what? would what? agree that Bakersfield has Taco Loco. Well, that's huge, Eddie. So yeah, I, w- I would agree yeah. with that. Yeah. Game changer. <laughs> that is like the main thing. Yeah. All right, Colin. I think we're done with you. Yes, you have nothing else to say, right? No, I wanted to talk about. We're good, boy. I wish we had a taco loco here, man. Very informative. Where's the closest taco loco? No idea. Eddie, do you know? I'll have to uh, get back to you on that one, Bruno. (laughs) Okay. Look it up. We'll get to the bottom of it. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. 
Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood, a brand that's truly close to my heart because it was founded in my kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton. Today, Laird Superfood boasts an amazing lineup of products all crafted with the highest quality plant-based ingredients. Think functional mushrooms, real fruits and veggies. What makes us unique? We're committed to using only real ingredients, no artificial and no natural flavors. Two of my absolute favorites are prebiotic daily greens, really great tasting, and we've added some mushrooms to support your gut even a little more. Then there's our instant latte lineup. We've got instant mocha, instant latte, chai, If you want to discover Laird Superfood, you can do it at your local retailer on Amazon or at LairdSuperfood.com. And if you put in the code GABBY2024 on our website, you'll get an exclusive 20% off your first purchase. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. Koopaloop. Says Bryant posted a video to Instagram on Monday showing that he has returned to workouts and has started running for the first time since tearing his Achilles. Ben, do you think Bryant can succeed at comeback attempt number two? All right, so first of all, I'll set the odds at like plus 700. So there's about a, a little over a 10% chance. Like Des Bryant will be a relevant figure. I'll say 10%. All right, he's got three strikes against him. He's going to be 31 by next season. He's coming off a torn Achilles, and he has a reputation of being a bad apple. So those are three strikes. And and listen, I'm pulling for him. I want to see Des Bryant secondly. He's going to have to – I want to see him play on a good team. He's going to have to swallow his pride. And, and here's the other thing. He's in the discount bin. So he's going to have to beg the Patriots or the Chiefs or the Rams, somebody like that, just to give him a make-good contract for breadcrumbs. Next. Ben, you've been dissing Clay Thompson a lot lately. Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, mentioning how he gets a free pass and how yeah. often he disappears in big games. Other people picking up on that now. Yeah. However, the most recent report out there has him interested in the Clippers if the uh, Warriors don't offer him the max. Fake news. Fake news. Ben, is the is the interest not reciprocated? No, this is a bogus story. Clay Thompson is going to stay in Golden State. Now, he's a real-life mystery as a player. 
And I wouldn't want him as a leading man. I'd be very cautious with Klay Thompson as a leading figure. He's a second or third wheel on the Warriors. He often vanishes at times. He gets a free pass when he plays terrible. I don't want him. But if Jerry West wants him, I'm okay with it. But I would stay away with him. I I believe he's staying in Golden State. These are fake stories that pop up. Like he was going to play for the Lakers a, a month ago, and then he said he's going to stay in Golden State. All right, next. Now, when asked about... Uh... Yes. When asked about Nick Bosa, Richard Sherman repeated something that you say often on this show, Ben, yeah, yeah. that if you can play well, nothing else that you do matters. Well, do you think that even in a liberal haven such as San Francisco that Nick Bosa will be accepted if uh, and adored if he plays well? Yeah, listen, San Francisco is like a liberal pleasure garden. It is. But people that watch fo- the hardcore liberals aren't watching football. So, yes, I he'll be fine. Uh, how about Richard Sherman, though, questioning a teammate's opposing viewpoint? How do we do, Coop? You pass. I won the game. At the buzzer, I won the game. I won. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Attention, everyone. And the password is... Password. You idiot. Password, the word game of the stars. Here's Ben Maller. All right, away we go. This edition of Password brought to you by Discover Card. We treat you like you treat you with Discover Card. We'll meet our contestants. We have our friend Lenny. You normally hear... Lenny. What's that? Hey, Ben. Hey, that's How's you. everything? That's me. Yeah, that's you. I, I know you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, ex- I'm expanding my horizons to a new game. Very exciting. Well, here we go, my Lenny. Plan is to, my plan is to dominate the game show world. You want to become the ultimate game show whore, so to become the ultimate game show whore, you have to beat the reigning game show whore, Uh-oh. which is Justin in Cincinnati. Hello, Justin. Oh. More offensive than that hand signal. Uh, here we go. All right. Now, Justin, uh, you are, uh, you, you fix stuff, you... Right. What do you, what exactly do you do, Justin? Yeah, I know you've been on a bunch of times. You you like you sent photos out. You were fixing up some. What what do you do? That's barbecue land. I'm landscaping. Oh, landscaping. No, you're getting him confused with just oh, Josh oh, again. Oh, I think all guys in Cincinnati are the same. Yeah, just Josh is the guy sending right. photos of this stuff. Yeah, you confuse all your white guys, Ben. Yeah, all the white guys are the same. All right, uh, Justin, hold Racist. on. Racist. Justin's a gardener. And <laughs> yeah, he is. I'm not Mexican. Uh, wow. <laughs> Racist. Uh, all right, and Lenny works at a graveyard. He works at the cemetery there, the crematorium there in Florida. All right, very good. Here we go. Who do you want to partner up with, Lenny? I'm going to go with you, Benny. All right. Good job by you, Lenny. Justin, who do you want to partner up with? In honor of Cinco de Mayo, I'm going to go with Roberto. All right. Ooh. So it's wow. just half, it. half of me is offended. Justin and Roberto and Lenny and Benny. Okay. Lenny, you were on the air first. Pick a number one to ten, please. Let's go with uh, Mickey Mantle, number seven. Number seven. All right. Number seven. The clue is, let's see here. Uh... Prehistoric. Dinosaur. No. All right. Go ahead, Roberto. You're up with Justin. Roberto is right now not talking. (laughs) Hold on a second. All right. Um, Here we go. Uh, I wonder what he's doing. I couldn't imagine. Biting, biting his time. Early. Early. All right. 
Ancient. What? Yeah! Whoa! Whoa. Whoa. Oh, I know it. He, he got that off of Ben's clue. No, well, he did, but you know what Justin did? Justin's quicker at Google than Roberto is, so he they both had time. I'm protesting. All right. Go ahead. Go is this ahead. your first time playing, Roberto? No, I played before. Okay. Yeah, not very often. I got a winner right, Go ahead. Go ahead. You're not one. You got nine points. You're, you're up. Pick a number, Justin. Not anything but seven. One to ten, but not seven. In honor of Marcel, let's go number two. All right, number two. Um, I like the pauses. It's good radio. They teach you in radio school. Pause. That's like Jim Rome. Doug Gottlieb. Gottlieb does more than anything, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Plant. What? <laughs> <laughs> Plant. You have to speak collect? No. Oh, uh. Hmm. Obtain. I don't know. What? He uh, thought he said no. collect. All right. <laughs> let's go, let's go. Forget what he. Forget them, Lenny. Let's go with. Uh, let's see. Enlarge. Oh. Enlarge. Enlarge. In stomach. Grow. There yeah. You go. Good job by you. We're tied nine, at nine. Right nine. back in your face, Justin and Roberto, and the good guys are tied up, and we have the next clue back to us. So Lenny, pick a number one to ten, but not th- not two and not seven. Number one, Mookie Wilson. Oh, number one. All right. I think we had this last. Did we have this last week? No, we did not. All right. Uh, let's go with. Let's see here. How about sever? Sever. 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 Cut. Nah, that's nah, not right. Go ahead, Roberta. Uh, saw. Chop. No. Ooh. Uh All right. Let's see here. I think this is. Let me ask the uh, judge here. Hold on a second. Uh, Coop said no. Uh, let's go. I couldn't hear you because Roberto's oh. mic was on. How about detach? Behead. No, no, it's not. Well, no, it's not what we're looking for. Yeah. Go ahead, Roberto. You're listening to Password, the word game of the stars. <sighs> let's see here. Let's go with. Tied at nine. Dismember. Cut. You just you already guessed the first time, moron. <laughs> All right. I can't understand. All right. Well, you picked him. All right. What do you want? All right. Let's see. Let's go with. <laughs> All right. Everything's tied together. Now you know how that works. So let's go with. Let's see here. Uh, I did separate. Let's go with. Separate. I don't know. <laughs> it's the same. I'm trying to get the same place. Mm, separate. 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 Everything's tied together. Uh, yeah. You're not far away. Go ahead. Uh, I think we already said it, but I remember detach. Still no. not detached. All right. Well, this is. I had a feeling throw, this would be a terrible. Yeah, we'll no, throw. no, no. Okay. I get oh, it. Oh yeah. Sure. Okay. Go Let's ahead. See, Tough uh, guy. See what you got. Uh, chop. <laughs> <laughs> that is so great, Roberto. You don't know how great that is. And really very helpful. Very <laughs> Wow. All right. No. Uh, go ahead. You're up, though. Pick another number. Racist. The word we were looking for. Amputate. Amputate. If you, sever, uh, if you sever, you said uh, something that was close to it, but yeah. yeah. It, dismember. It, yeah. And then, and then Justin nope. gets cut again. Yeah. Cause he's, Shut up. Number 10. All right. Number 10. Go ahead. Close game. We're running out of time, so we could have a tie unless this last word. 
Remember. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, Curio. Think. No. Uh, let's go with a uh, recollection. Reminisce. What? Oh, you said reminisce. reminisce. Oh, my. Here we go. Too big a word for you guys. Rem- here we go. You're Remembrance. Not, you're not kidding. <laughs> what? Remembrance. Yeah, you got, so it. You got, you got it. it. Memory. Yeah. Uh, we still have time, though. We still have time. One more. One more. One more. We How up? many points was that, Coop? Was that eight? That was eight, yes. Okay. All right. Well, who's up? You, you're up. Pick a you're number, up. Lenny. Hurry up. Uh, five. Word number five. Here we go for the uh, win. All right. Here we go. The word we are looking for. How about, let's see here. Oh, boy. Shower. Shower. Hurry up! Rain, 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 rain. It was bad. Yeah, we won, baby! You cheated. (laughs) (laughs) Cheater. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very slow. all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. (laughs) Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 